Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together, for you. Welcome to episode 10. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Today, I'm going to teach you how to deal with tough weeks or days without sacrificing your weight loss efforts. That's a challenging skill. How many of you out there have been doing well for a couple days, couple weeks, and then something in your life throws you totally off kilter and you end up reverting back to old habits? That's what we're going to work on today. It's important to work on this skill because no matter what happens, there will always be bad days or bad weeks or bad moods in our lives. And if you want to be able to manage your weight over the long term and feel in control, then you have to learn how to deal with the bad moods and the bad days without using food. You need to disconnect those two things. Uh, Before we start talking about the topic in detail, I just wanted to remind you to please hit the subscribe button on this podcast uh, so that you get all the new episodes as soon as they come out. And if you haven't already, please consider leaving a review. They're really helpful for helping people find the podcast, and I really appreciate hearing from you. Uh, A cool thing about the podcast service that I use is that I can see what countries are downloading the podcast. And I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody listening in Canada, obviously, and the US, but also the ones that are listening in Mexico, Venezuela, Australia, Sweden, and other countries. It's really cool to see people around the world listening to the podcast. Since this is episode number 10, I just wanted to reflect back and quickly review what we've covered so far. If you're just finding this podcast, and this is one of the first episodes you're listening to, I'd encourage you to go back and start from the beginning so that you get some of the basic skill stuff that we've talked about. Uh, But basically, we started in episode one with talking about the right mindset to use when you're approaching weight loss over the long term. Episode three and four, we talked about some basics of eating using a low carbohydrate approach with some very practical tips. The next episode, we talked about building a motivation strategy for yourself and how to keep motivation going over the long term. Uh, Episode six, we had a great interview with Dr. Vera Tarman about food addiction and ways that you can apply this to yourself if you feel you have some addictive patterns around food. In episode seven, I talked about meal planning and meal preparation and how to do this in the context of living a busy doctor's life. Uh, Episode eight, we talked about managing your thoughts and how they can impact how we feel and how we then act and what our results are using Brooke Castillo's thought model. And then the bonus episode was talking about how to keep dancing even when you make some missteps or you make mistakes along the way, how to get back on track as quickly as possible. And then the most recent episode was my interview with Joy Kitty, who is a registered dietitian working out of Vancouver and gave her practical tips about how to apply a lower carbohydrate approach to weight loss. So again, I encourage you to go back and listen to any of those that you might have missed if you think that the topic would be helpful. 
the way I'm trying to structure these podcasts is starting with the building bricks, the basics, and then as we go along, we'll start getting into more complicated topics and skills. Okay, so into today's topic about how to deal with bad days or negative emotions without letting them totally throw you off course. And a common misconception about losing weight is that everything will be better once the weight is out of the way. I think it's very common when we're struggling with weight and we're not happy with where we are at, that we think if only we could figure this out, then everything else will settle into place. And the reality is that's just not true. There are some things that are easier and feel better at a lower weight. That is true. But tough stuff in your life will still be tough no matter what size you are. You can be at your goal weight and still feel sad, anxious, irritable, or feel unsure of yourself. You can even have self-esteem issues even when you're at your goal weight. That's really common and that's something we'll talk about down the road uh, in another episode. All that losing weight does is change your physical size and your weight. It doesn't actually change you. You still relate to the world in the same way and bad things or frustrating things still will happen to you through the days. And so here's just a brief plug about not delaying being happy or liking yourself until you're a particular size. Happiness isn't something that just skinny people or people at an ideal weight deserve to have. Like yourself now, work on being happy now, it will make everything better. Uh, and it'll make the process of losing weight easier. Both of those can be skills and they might not come easily, but start trying and start giving yourself permission to have those or achieve those even at this weight rather than waiting for some future size to give you the permission to do it. Okay, back to negative emotions. This is a skill that you really need to figure out and practice to support yourself in long-term weight loss. So this would be something that's really common to mess people up where they are following some sort of plan, feeling like they're doing really, really well, keeping going with it, and then something bad happens, some extra stress gets thrown in and it completely throws them off track. They go back to old habits, maybe some emotional eating to help manage the negative emotions and before they know it, they're way down the path and find it hard to get back to where they were. As a personal example of how this shows up, um, I haven't been able to run for about two weeks. And running for me is my stress management strategy. I can go out for a run feeling stressed, anxious, tired, and I come back just feeling like somebody hit the reset button. And I can focus down, do what I have to do far easier than if I hadn't gone for the run. And so since I don't have that right now, I've had more negative emotions to deal with in this past week. Uh, so family day just happened in BC. And I had a family day where by the end of it, I was wishing my kids had not learned how to tell time yet, because I really wanted them to go to bed at 5pm. And unfortunately, they won't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, and so I, we had a day where they fought, they cried, they whined, everything that you don't want your children to do in a car, they did. And then I had to go grocery shopping to get groceries for the week. And it was really interesting to see 
what my brain was trying to message for me. And so when I first started in the grocery store, I noticed my brain was like, hey, let's have some of the chocolate. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And it took me a little bit to recognize what was going on, that I was in not a great mood. And my brain was giving me all sorts of ideas that it thought was really quite good to help me feel better. Uh, So the, the Valentine's chocolates that were on sale, the donuts that we passed, chocolate bars, chips, everything that my brain saw that was food and could be comfort food, it suggested that we buy it and that things would just be totally fine if we did. And it made me think about how things have changed for me since I've lost weight. And, you know, a few years ago, what would have happened is I would have bought some of that, maybe all of it, maybe a variety of it, and would have gone home and eaten it and probably had some short term relief of the negative emotions that I was feeling. But now I didn't buy it. I contemplated a bunch of it. But then my mind when I actually contemplated what my the primitive part of my brain was suggesting would be good solutions when I contemplated it my higher level brain reminded me that it's not actually going to change anything I could eat all that stuff and I would still probably be in a bad mood and irritated at my kids and So I was left with the choice of just sitting with the negative emotion and letting it be there and recognizing that I was a little bit cranky and frustrated and tired um, and that I didn't need to change that. And can I say that sometimes doing the right thing actually sucks? (laughs) Like it feels uncomfortable to sit with the negative emotion. I would have happily chosen an easier solution if one would actually fix it it would have been a lot easier to take the food route and that's why for many years that's the route that I would have taken and that's why for many people that's the route that they take when things aren't going well Uh, not buying the junk food and just letting those negative emotions be there is much more uncomfortable in the short term But in the long term, it's the right thing to do, and it feels more comfortable and more in control, and you build self-confidence in the long term. So how do you do this? So the first step is accept that there will be negative emotions. There are going to be good days and bad days. There's going to be good hours and bad hours, good weeks, bad weeks, and that the negative emotions feel bad, and that is okay. Trying to run away from negative emotion is what gets us in a lot of trouble in the long term. So avoiding negative emotion using food, which is a common thing that people do if they struggle with weight or other people use other ways to avoid negative emotion like shopping, going online, tuning out to Netflix, gambling, drinking, all sorts of different things that generally might lessen the discomfort in the short term, but give you more negative consequences to deal with in the long term. So step number two is just let the emotion be there. So recognizing that emotions can't actually hurt us. They feel uncomfortable, but they don't hurt you. 
and they do eventually pass and often they do pass faster than what you think they're going to so when it first comes if you're used to not letting negative emotions be there and trying to get rid of them it feels like it's going to be intolerable and it feels like it's going to last forever but that's not actually true they're more tolerable than what you think and they last less time than what you think so just practicing just letting it be there and accepting that it's okay that it's there and then the next step is to build awareness of the emotion so a lot of us we go through life not actually being aware of what we're feeling there's so many distractions in our modern society to avoid actually being with our feelings and so sometimes you if you're first starting this you might not actually be able to tell what you're feeling you just know you don't feel good or you don't feel happy or you wish you could eat but paying some attention and just building awareness to what the emotions are with a sense of curiosity not with a sense of blame not with a sense of hurry to get away from it but ask yourself which emotion is this are there more than one can you put a name to it what does it actually feel like where do you feel it in your body and how long will it last if you sit with it and just giving it a chance and again using that approach like a science experiment that we've talked about at the beginning of just wondering what it is and how long it's going to last and building almost a Coles notes version of your emotions so at first it's going to feel kind of foreign to recognize these and know what they are but down the road you'll become familiar with them where it's like oh that's sadness that I'm feeling okay I know sadness I feel it here and I know that it doesn't last too long and it'll pass or that's irritation I'm feeling that's anger and you'll recognize what they are and you'll know what they mean for you and what to expect to them which makes them less scary the more you know about them, the less scary and the less of a disruption they are. Then the next step, once you've actually let yourself sit with it and experience it, is to look at whether you can adjust underlying influences. So you don't want to try to run away from the negative emotion immediately because that's essentially what we do as a North American society. We try to stay away from the negative emotion and not feel it. And so you need to let yourself feel it, let, let it be there without trying to change it. And then once you've got that skill down, then you can look at whether there's things you can do to reduce the negative emotion. So one thing that we talked about just a couple of episodes ago is, are there some thoughts that are driving the negative emotion? So for my example of being in the car with crying, screaming, irritable children, yeah, there were probably things I was thinking of that was not making my uh, emotions feel that good. And so that may have been a place I could start is actually writing down some of what I was feeling and look at it logically and see if I could adjust some of those thought patterns. Uh, is there an element of self-care that you need to put in place? So if you're experiencing a lot of negative emotions... Is it because you're not actually giving yourself a chance to take care of yourself? So, you know, in the context of a day, if you're feeling overwhelmed and really stressed out, do you need to just take a mini break? Like the world doesn't end if you take a five minute break to go outside and go for a little bit of a walk, even if it means patients are sitting there and waiting and you're five minutes further behind. 
you may find that that little bit of a reset and a little bit of a break gives you enough to come back where you catch those five minutes back up over the course of the day versus digging yourself a deeper and deeper stress hole by trying to keep up. Um, if you're at home, is it that you need to do something nice for yourself, like take a bath, read a book, call a friend. Uh, journaling, I think, is always a useful technique because it gets those thoughts out on paper where you can look at them a little bit more logically and decide if they're thoughts that you like or that you would like to change. So to summarize, negative emotions can happen regardless of your size. So don't think that once you're down to a goal weight that you won't have to deal with this. It's a life skill that every single person needs to learn how to deal with. The negative emotions can't hurt you, but yeah, they feel uncomfortable and you may not really like feeling them, but you need to learn how to feel them without using food. It's an important skill in weight loss. And then once you can learn how to tolerate them, then you can look at things to change to minimize how often they're happening or help yourself get out of the negative emotion a little bit more quickly. Just don't be in a hurry to get out of it because the tolerating piece is really important. Sometimes despite working on your mindset and other things, it feels like you can't get out of that negative emotion and then you really just have to tolerate it and keep going about your day with that negative emotion along for a ride. So send me an email and let me know what you're going to do to manage your negative emotions without food. I'd be interested to hear from you. And if you have any questions, send those along too. The email is info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca or comment at the webpage at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash tolerating. This is a big skill and it can be hard to figure out. If you want someone to support you through this, go onto the webpage and set up a free introductory coaching session with me and we can talk through what aspects we can work on and how I can help you. Uh, again, the website is weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and click on the work with me tab for that. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Have a fantastic week. And now for a quick disclaimer, this podcast contains general education information on weight loss for physicians. I'm not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing.